Hello and welcome back to another Muscle in the Hustle podcast. We are back for another week. And t- this stage, Tony, will be in... I'll probably be in Bali with this stage what? because on Friday. What? Next, yeah, by Friday. I'll be, yeah, this is pre-recorded before I leave Dubai, but I'll be in Bali by next Friday. So me and Daniel Dorgan, so you'll be seeing a weird, weird mix of content coming up, I reckon, and some a lot of shouting, a lot of energy, <laughs> a lot of fucking he does tired, weird noises. He does a bit of shouting. Um, you are taking off the influence. If there was an influencer meme of where influencers hang out, Marbella, LA, Tulum, Dubai, <laughs> Bali. I'm so white girl, it hurts. Like, I'm so. That is white girl. And what the fuck was that in your hand there now? Little pink vape. Little pink lady vape. Jesus uh, Christ, the one made See, do you, do you know what it is? I, I'm fucking drastic for this. Like, uh, <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I tend to. I'm not. No, I'm not a full time vapor. Don't worry. But uh, I took it the last couple of weeks. I was in Marbella. I don't know if I remember telling this. I bought it for a video. I was going to do a reel on Instagram about it because I've learned all the research on it because I'm quite interested on it. Because yeah. a client asked me, going, "Is vape bad for you?" And I was like, "Fuck, I have no clue. Like, I honestly don't. Like, I don't know enough about them." So I went and researched it quite a bit. Bought one more bed to make a video. Ended up fucking smoking it like fuck before I even got to make the video. And then uh, pretty much the reason I bought it is because I was struggling with hunger. And it's pretty much very similar thought process to that. Because if you think about it, people that smoke tend to be thinner because they keep their hands and their mouths busy. It suppresses appetite. Uh, vapes do the exact same thing, except the best way I can categorize and explain the benefits versus the, the upsides to vape is, right? is there's no real upsides right the the nicotine is really good for cognitive function so it helps you yeah. think clearly it helps with performance but uh, in mental states but the thing is it's obviously addictive uh, the higher dosage you get obviously the more you have to wean yourself off uh, the thing is too you can eat nicotine gum or shoot and you'll get the same effects with no actual downsides of breathing it in it just tastes of ass so it's way easier to quit as well so it can be an actual thing you can use during a diet and phase to help however short term like two to three weeks four weeks no issue but long term it's got the exact same effects as smoking because you are breathing in hotter uh, however it is about I think about say you were to smoke the same amount as a cigarette as you were a vape I think it's about one fourth as bad because there's not as tobacco there's not as much stuff but the thing is you have to then look at the fact that there's all these different flavors in it that promote it. So like, yeah, I get to sit and puff on that all day because it's it it is like pink lemonade. Like you can literally go through one of them a day, and they're supposed to last a lifetime. So it's it. There's real downsides to it that people don't see, but it's one of the things. See, for me, I treat it like a ritual. So whenever I'm done, I, I I'll take a little bit in the morning, a couple just to suppress appetite, to get me flowing with work. And I won't touch it again until I switch off for the night because I actually find it quite therapeutic. Like lying outside, like the way I would have smoked a shisha more by lying outside in a beanbag and just unwinding with it. Now yeah. that is not healthy. That's not a thing, but it's like somebody who has a drink after work for me. I'm like, I'll do it when I'm here in Dubai, and then next Friday I'll not do it whenever I move to Bali. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. It's um, it's like it's like suppose it's like everything. It's like alcohol or anything. It's moderation and. And being, in, like and, it's, and being it's, in control, uh, being in control yeah. of it. But like as you said, there is a lot of people. The negative stuff that comes to the media is like I don't know like any many puffs or whatever it goes in, but supposedly it's thousands, and then people are going through one in a day, and that's the same as like three packets of cigarettes because they're it's like your phone. They always have it in their hand, and then they don't realize that they're like overdoing it. And I think that's oh, why it gets as negative. It's negative 
connotation and people because it's such a new thing people aren't willing to do what you did and put in a bit of research into it either because they'd just rather just go with the media tells them and um, but not, that that is a thing the nicotine people don't realize that nicotine is very good for cognitive stuff like, like a lot of like people who talk people who do talks and seminars and speeches are big advocates into nicotine there's nothing wrong with enough front that's the problem as well with smoking it's all the nicotine it's the tar it's, and the shade like, the thing is like you get addicted to the nicotine like nobody really gets addicted to smoking smoking in terms of like tobacco yeah they more sure get addicted to the nicotine and then it's sort of the withdrawal and stuff whereas like i've done it for like three weeks before more bed and then stop and it was sweet but it just comes down to your personality and do you monitor your habits and that because you could easily turn from doing it once into that so i think 99 percent of the population will the start we have and will continue but uh, we were going to talk about something else during the podcast we'll not dive into that but I think it's an interesting topic like it's one of the things as well where a lot of people do highlight that people it's actually like a gateway to smoke on like I would never smoke a cigarette but I would smoke a vape so that's actually not good at all so wouldn't recommend it uh, at all do as I said not as I do uh, but it's one of the things where like to me I'm just like oh well fuck it at night if I want to fucking spend 20 minutes watching telly or whatever relaxing on a beanbag outside in the heat and actually try and switch off yeah. Oh fuck. Joe, it depends what you like Aubrey Marcus, if anybody's read his book called Own the Day. Yeah. He always smokes a pipe whenever he stops working. This man has a supplement company, all the other things. It's to signal to his body because your body works off association. So like that's why you're not supposed to eat or work in the same room that you sleep. Yeah. That's why you've got multiple rooms in your house to an extent, because your body works off association. That's why, like, if you ever listen to Matthew Walker, he's like, if you can't sleep don't lie in your bed being awake get up and go out of the room for even five ten minutes and whenever you feel like you'll sleep again go back in because once you start associating being in your bed with being awake watching telly all these things that's not ideal or optimal for sleep in the long run yeah. so it's like the same with like the kitchen and stuff like when i say kitchen you don't think of relaxing you don't think of unwinding you think of food yeah it's like if i living room or conservatory like different things going in your head or back garden depending on what you've done in that area like if your back garden is a fun place or it's calm it's relaxing like some people say front garden to me that's where i go to mellow out like in my house all the time so your front i associate yeah people be like what the fuck with the front because whenever i used to be very stressed my back garden you couldn't go into it because the way it was laid out so i would always go out the front put and we would get sun out there put my feet in the ground bare and have a cup of tea and that would always unwind me uh, yeah don't know what it is but yeah we work off association but uh we were going to talk about a different type of topic this week and i think this is a very good one i think mickey you'll you'll me you'll be really good with this and i think this is a good topic it's not a bit of a surprise topic but it's about the fact that i think most people are letting their possessions and their i always fell in this trap this week it's not even a trap i just fell in this decision where i was like like i've been traveling loads as you said mickey and i was like I would love to have a base and I was like, right, I'll have a nosy round of and see if that's an option. Before I knew it, I'd have you in for a two-bedroom apartment, a private pool, unbelievable. And I was going to go today and I was like, fuck, if I go see this and I like it, I'll put down a deposit. And now the, the mortgages out here in Dubai are very, very different. They usually tend to work in a four-year period maximum. Yeah. So you pay a 25-year mortgage in four years. Yeah. So if the mortgage was going to be a thousand pound a month, which it roughly would have been, sure, like a normal house back home now uh, would be about a thousand pound a month, like realistically, like at the start. So that apartment would have worked out that, but you need to remember you're condensing that twenty five year mortgage into four years. So realistically, you're paying four to five times the payment. So the monthly payments were about four plus k, and I was like, that is in that is that it doesn't matter if I can afford that. That is insane. I was like, but it's a fresh apartment, and this is where. I think no, I, that wouldn't even be, be that wouldn't even be living beyond my means. But yeah. what that is is 
I feel like a lot of people take on unnecessary pressure financially. Like you, there's one, one of you and you get a three, four bedroom house. Like it, that is not exactly like a very small. And I think Jimmy Cars, this is very well, Stephen Bartlett's podcast. We end up you know, working a job to pay for the car that we to, to drive to work. Like it's one of these things where you end up caught and then your possessions end up owning you rather than you having, now I'm not saying skin and be dead tight. You want to spend your money and enjoy it. And if you enjoy that, yes. But I think a lot of the time you don't realize that, that is what society almost keeps you in the loop without saying caught in the matrix, Joe. Whenever you come to university, they give you a certain amount of money, they're probably in between 20 and 30 grand, where you earn enough that you don't want to leave the job, but you earn enough that you can afford like a car to get to work and some nice quality things, but not, not enough that you can really like get yourself financially free. So then you're always reliant on sucking on that nipple. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I, 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 I've toyed with that, that thing, which you just said about... You know bases and and all the travel and having somewhere but then you know the whole the, the thing that keeps putting me off is you know the house the house a home you know what's this making a house a home i always feel like i would love to live in somewhere like dubai but would it ever be home you know what I mean? What I ever I count that as home. I believe home is based on the memories and the people around you. So, for example, yeah. for me, less and less does Nuri feel like home anymore to me. I don't know that sounds terrible. It's 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 more my actual house in Nuri. When I think about that, it's more the people. So, like for example, yeah. whenever I bring my family away on a holiday, like we're going away for a cruise in December around Christmas, and I'm I'm now looking at a place in Marbella instead. Like realistically, I think long term that'll suit them with flying out and all. I'll just. Like, easy for them, like, where I want my base to be the immediate impact I was like going to buy I was like the only downside is it's it's too dear it's going to be a nightmare to fly my ones out I was like Spain gives me the best lifestyle balls. but whenever I think about home and I think where do I want immediately it's not just about location now it's yeah. about people and I yeah. think that's what a lot of people forget like, that, that's the real big thing in life that you can get sort of lost in over time if you're not careful yeah and especially if you're you're such a home person like Marbella is easy for your mum and dad like they can just boom they can fucking probably use it more than you use it you know if you're going to be around other places exactly like, but it's one of them things too where not, not even relating to me but like I'm sure people know where they, they look at these houses like I have friends who took out very large houses a couple of years ago almost to the stage where like don't get wrong you can afford it yeah fucking go for it but to the stage now where the mortgages are increased and they're feeling a bit of a pinch and now it's yeah. going to probably it's not even that's going to massively affect their lifestyle but I'm not saying you need to keep your expenses low. Like I'm not one of these people that says like, oh, don't go out for a Starbucks because it's fucking six quid and you can save that money and reinvest. I'm not that sort of person. I'm a very simple pleasure person. Like if you enjoy your coffee, go get it. But I'm one of these people that like unnecessary large purchases, like driving a car that probably costs more than a year of your wages is probably not a smart idea. No, like, definitely. It, it's, it, do you know what I mean? There's, there's just things that I feel like you want to try and be as smart as possible your decision making on that front because it it can leave you in a stage where you're almost feeling under pressure then and even if you're under pressure you're stressed yeah it's never going to lead you to like a nice place to be man like you want to really just have a nice balance enjoy yourself and i feel like you usually can get that nice balance if you, if you just play things a little bit smart at times you can like there's a reason rappers go bankrupt and footballers go bankrupt and they're earning so much money it's because even though you earn a lot, you can live way, way, way beyond your means because if you're earning enough, they'll give you enough credit to fucking make an asshole of yourself. So if you're, you know, you get boys rinsing about in Lamborghinis and fucking Ferraris and then 
that puts you under that pressure that you have to continue. If you have a mortgage for like a million pound house in Ireland, don't know what the mortgage repayments and that would be. Probably about five, six thousand a month. Probably around depends. that. Yeah, it depends. Like for I, example, like I took out a see it depends like i took out 130 grand i put down 40 grand on a house there a while back i don't care we're talking about this 100 i put down 40 grand on quite a decent house it was about 190k so that's 150k mortgage and my monthly repayments the minute and this is like up to date like i only got that house a couple months ago because it's a big house uh i think they're about 700 pounds so you do the math there say you you have a mortgage four times the size of that like you're talking two eight you're probably talking three grand so i would say like that's for like a 600k mortgage so you're probably talking one more you're probably talking payments on a if you put down like say 200k on a one million pound house you're probably talking somewhere in like four k a month for like 25 years and yeah. depending on inflation obviously now is like the worst time to do it obviously but that's a rough ballpark sorry but say like if you're say if you're like say if you're in an industry like my industry where there is there is a shelf life on high earning because you're not going to be the cream of the crop for as long as you know as long as 25 years is fucking scary for you to keep up them repayments 25 years is a long ass time unless you build a nice egg that you're sitting on if you're earning and earning and earning like 25 years is a long ass time in the scale of anything like think about we well suppose you're listening to this now you're probably 25 years old by statistically you could be 25 years ago you were a baby from now to 25 imagine from now to 50 you're paying four grand every month for the house you live in and you could be earning massive money now and hopefully if you're earning three four times that a month because the chances are in 15 years time when you're 40 you're not going to be earning the same money because things do change and markets crash and markets get better and you know depending on what your role is mortgages can go up mortgages can go down no inflation whatever um you're you're putting yourself under serious serious pressure to continue the thing that happens though as well would you agree sir i mean is like most people come out of uni get a decent job and they get a very nice car i would say that's probably the main thing and then that actually slows them down with saving for the deposit for their house then they're spending money on rent which isn't really yeah ideal because that's dead money to an extent and don't get me wrong i do believe you should always rent for a bit like i'm renting it right now in, in dubai but like you, you should always be thinking right well what is a smart decision for me in terms of like where my money goes you know like it's thinking these sort of things through as well and like i do see a lot of young men in particular that come straight out and they get a car like i see a lot of them get cars right like i'll drive like i drive an audi f5 it was 23 grand i think uh, and it's worth about 18 now like that's a devaluing asset and it's one of these things where yeah. whenever you make these decisions yes you need a good quality life but at the same time there's a very fine line and I feel like you can if you don't be careful you can end up letting your your possessions own you how do you even realise and it's like in the last podcast we were talking about before you realise if you don't sort of monitor and be aware of your habits your routines your rituals you can just end up picking up really shitty ones and like you, you, that's not what you want you want to be really really tactical with what you do because otherwise you can end up shooting yourself in the foot long term but it's also like being in control of your outgoings like yeah if someone looks at like say you're earning x amount and your car payments say are 350 quid and you're like geez i can't afford that 350 quid but then think about this you've probably got netflix you may even have amazon you might have disney you might have apple so there's another say 50 quid 
then you have a gym membership. Could be anything, another 40 quid. So there's, say, another, say, average, say, average, there's another 100 pound a month. So there's 450 to go out. Then say you're renting, say, in Belfast, average rent in Belfast, say, I don't know, say, we'll just say 300 a month. It's probably a bit more. So there, all of a sudden, what's that, four or five? There's 700 pound a month that's coming out before we even think of maybe you're paying your insurance monthly, which is another, say, 50 quid, say, whatever it is, I don't know. Your phone bill could be 50 quid. There's no 100 pounds. So you're up to 800 a month. People don't realise that spending... I, I, I'm, not, I'm not great at it either. You know, you can literally... You know, you're in this, this kind of lifestyle now at the minute where everything's financed. Everything's financed. Even if you tried... Like, I bought clothes earlier on Legend London. And the option to buy them was the fourth option down. So there was Klarna, there was some other thing, there was some other thing, and then there was just pay for them. The amount of people that will go franchise or finance a pair of jeans, split into three payments of like twenty quid. The whole and then you're that's your you no, know, you have to pay that out and pay that out. But before you know it, then you're in a, you're you're in a gap where. You're earning good money, yeah, but also you've you've so much going out every month, even before you live your life. So if you don't leave the house that whole month, you're spending this. And it's you know, I think a lot of as you said, people come out of uni, they get these cars, and then that sets them so far back to pay a deposit because a l I would say I would love to know the percentage of people living beyond their means. But oh, even 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 they're like you can struggle though. I think it comes yeah. down to like a lot of people do this because of the the social pressures. But I also believe a lot of it is to do with the way what you, what you grew up around. Like, see, for example, I've always struggled to spend large amounts of money just because my family's never really made that. Like, we've been quite low income. Like, I remember getting out of my my mum's car to purse start it every day yeah. after school. So, like, money wasn't something that we just frugally spent, and I, and I never went without. But it wasn't one of these things where like we went like four holidays a year like we went one holiday a year it was a big thing and it's one of the things where i feel like it whereas if you if your family's used to have a lot of money you'll have no problem doing that but then you're not managing money well whereas some people then manage too much and then don't enjoy it so i feel like you have to walk that fine line of are you too much of a tight horse like there's somebody right there that wouldn't not not that they wouldn't spend christmas but they wouldn't improve the quality of their life or something like that you know like i think there's i think there's that fine line of people who spend too much yeah. to because of the way they're they're raised or spend too little because of the way they're raised and then also the other people who are spending money to adhere to like society norms of what they think is attractive to another individual or what they feel is right and i think whenever you do that you actually end up unhappy because you're following like somebody else's code or morals or do you know what i mean yeah well most people are probably the opposite most people that grew up with not nothing but less when they do get more they normally fucking blow it like it happens a lot in the yeah, NBA and all. I don't know how you can do that whenever you've not had yeah, money. Like I, like, I struggle with that. Like I, like I have never filmed business. Like yeah. me and Steve flew from Hawaii to Mexico. Like it wasn't business. It was a premium economy. And I was like, holy fuck. And he was like, how have you never filmed business? And I was like, I would struggle like and it's not like I do believe this is probably a negative like I do believe this probably holds the quality of my life back I'm getting much better at it but like I would struggle like for a flight to Dubai for me is 500 pound right a flight yeah. to me business class to Dubai is 2,500 pound yes like I'm thinking right well that's a full month of rent like I, I that's the first thing that comes in my head there yeah. I think fuck I could fly my full family out for that yeah so that's where 
versus me sitting in a slightly comfier seat where I'm still not really buzzing. So I don't know whether that's just my thought process or what, but I feel like that's definitely a better one than spend too much. But at the same time, for anybody that's in the same thought process as me where you don't like to spend, like, not that you don't like to spend it, but you monitor things. I think just being being smart with it and thinking like, and even getting a second opinion is always good from someone you trust. But like the value, not- as you said, if it brings value to your life and you have the money there to bring value to your life, it's like when you went to that seminar a few years ago, like people would have thought, that, and it was an expensive seminar, but the value it brings, you know, if if you need and can afford, there's a difference in wanting and, and can afford. You know, just because you want something doesn't mean you need it. And anybody who knows me knows I fucking shop like, but... Also, I do hold myself back in buying certain things because I don't actually need it. I would love it, but I don't really need it. Like, I'm looking at a thing now, a piece of kit for DJing, and I will use it. I've had that thing for two months now, and it's a £1,500, and still sitting in the fucking box, and I'm looking at that box now. But I know I will use it at some stage. It's just been a bit hectic. And I know it'll bring my DJing thing to the next level, and it'll set me apart once again. But did I need to buy that two months ago knowing fair rightly that I was going to be too busy to use it until November? No. But I went away and got it because it was a wee bit a wee bit cheaper than normal. But like, there's so many things that I would have to actually, as Tony just said, stop yourself from buying. Like I'm looking for a car at the moment. And I was looking at loads of cars and some of them were just about in the price bracket. But then when I sit down and subconsciously I haven't hit go on any of them yet and I didn't know why and I had this conversation with Warren there a couple of weeks ago at his home wedding that subconsciously I know that it probably is borderline affording it and borderline do I fucking need to spend that? Do I need to spend 35 grand or whatever in this car? I think it was 34 because I said to myself my budget was 28 and that was my budget and it wasn't going past 28. And 28's a nice budget for me. But there's you one I've seen. Budget, like you always go past the budget. Yeah. Like I always know something myself. And then, like. But do I need. And I looked at the payments because I looked at the finance agreement and I was kind of looking at it going, that's a wee bit tight. You know, I hope the gigs still come in. But then I looked at it and go, do I fucking need this thing? Do I need a yoke that, like that? Now the mind is you're driving, you'd be better driving a fucking shit box. That's exactly, but then again, you know what somebody said to me? Somebody actually said to me this, you need to buy a car that a taxi man would use. And I was like, why? And he goes, because they're comfortable and they drive all day. He goes, because all you're doing is devaluing a car from the moment you set foot in it, because all you're going to do is put miles and miles and miles and miles on it. He goes, there's no, like you're not, you're, it's not a social car for you. It's literally, it may as well be a taxi. You're taxing yourself to gigs. And he hit the nail yeah. on the head. But you still have this idea that you love a nice car. And I do like a nice car. I like a nice, comfortable car. But yeah, everybody does. Everybody likes like nice clothes, nice yeah. watch. It's because of how we're ingrained. And it's it's also that a lot of that scene to do with like your value and your status as well. Like whoever you drive. Joe, you know, whenever I drive my mum's Fiat Panda versus whenever I was driving my Raptor, like I, I used to get two very different looks. Oh, 100%, 100%. And that's the thing. And weird, I don't know, I was going to say it's an Irish thing, but it's probably not. It's probably just a thing. If people seen 
like you driving the panda and didn't really know you people go fuck I thought your mom was doing alright but seemingly he's not because people attach like stature to like what they're wearing or or a fucking like the amount of people that don't the people that wear fake Rolexes because it makes them look like they're doing well but really and truthfully if you if you need if you need a Rolex to make you feel like you're doing well or make people believe you're doing well like that's just not that's just not it you know that's just that's and yourself just, up for failure because you're you're still balancing your self-worth off what another individual's perception of you is and the thing is with self-worth it's called self-worth for a reason nobody else can actually define it but the minute you let somebody else define your self-worth yeah it's just a slippery slope because they're never going to define you as what you want or what is going to make you feel better so then you just literally hand off your happiness your self-worth to another person and they're never going to it's never uh, going to be what you want, I and mean, that will frustrate you, in my opinion, for where you are. So I think it's one of them things where no, if you wear it because need, it's a if it's a, like lovely looking, wear away. No, that's that's different, you know. But if you're wearing it because you think it's going to make you fucking people respect you more, Jesus Christ Almighty! Like I, there was a guy I was in the, the national a couple of months ago, and there was a girl boy at the bar, and he had a Rolex on, and a girl went up to him. And like there was nobody in the bar. It was a fucking like a Wednesday night, and goes to him, "That's a lovely watch. How much that cost you?" And your boy goes, "About four hundred pounds." <laughs> he goes, "It's fake as fuck." And look in her face, and he goes, "I just like the green and gold. There was a, it's a green, silver, and gold." And I was like, I kind of laughed, and I was like, "Fair play to that boy. Fair play to that man." Like, <laughs> no, fair fucks. Like I see. It, it's interesting too because then you can attract the wrong individual as well like it's one oh, of, it's very very it's a very very interesting thing but I don't know how we went down this rabbit hole oh yeah because the house I was like it's one of the things where I nearly get swept up on it even today like that, that that will come with time and time again you'll even realise it so this podcast is for that person or down the line when you think about it because I think there's a lot said for living there's a lot 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 said for living a low stress easy life and see whenever you've got no big commitments i'm gonna be honest there's a lot said for me right now like uh, the, i don't have anything that's actually really now don't get me wrong i'm not saying you shouldn't pay off a mortgage you shouldn't live in a house you should but at the same time it's one of the things where like not having unnecessary ones does just ease the pressure off quite a bit and i i almost not lost that today but i almost lost it i was like imagine the str- imagine just the way i would even feel under pressure about how i need to make money or how important my job is and then it, it, it all of a sudden just adds that little bit of pressure that to be honest there's enough stress in society without anybody adding additional pressure whether that's you know social norms or whatever they feel like on top of things and i think that all comes into play quite a large amount uh, yeah it's, it's but, an interesting topic it is it's like what you just said there just to harp like do you ever see like a dj or an actor a singer playing a venue that they shouldn't be playing you know like someone like just harps back with coolio Kulu was playing in Castle Derg in a bar once and he was playing in Bangor in a bar Kulu was one of the biggest fucking names in the world not so long ago and there's other acts that are playing like these small venues and small bars they're world beaters if you think about it do you think that they want to be doing that the answer is I can tell you now is categorically fucking no if they're a stadium or they're a live people, they're playing Bell Sonic, they're playing Custom House Square, and then they're doing pubs. The reason they're doing that is because they've got overheads and need paid because they're probably signed some sort of contract somewhere that they have to do X, Y, and Z, and they're under pressure to do it or they're under pressure to pay X, Y, and Z. 
so they need to do things they don't want to do and let me tell you I've when I was engaged and I had a wedding to pay off and a house to pay off all in one year and a renovation and everything I was doing gigs I didn't want to do and it was the most unhappy happiest like the saddest time of my fucking life was going to that one gig I'll not say where it is because we be cheeky to say where it is but I mean utter fucking sadness driving to that gig uh, every night I drove to it I did it every week for about 12 weeks now and just had the knock it in the head and it was the saddest I ever was going into a venue but I had to do it because if I did that it gave me a bit of like f- like flexibility where it kind of was like just kept the wolves from the door it kept everything ticking over that extra money coming in every week every week right up to the wedding every week and I was just after 12 I was like I can't do this it's, it's literally leaving me miserable doing this gig and the people were lovely the people in the venue were lovely everybody was lovely it just wasn't for me and it was heartbreaking doing it and I see an axe now doing the same thing and I, I, like, I literally got an email from a, like, an agency and it's an act it's a band put together from a, from a bigger band that used to be going years ago and they actually asked me was there any available dates in Oma and I just went Jesus that's heartbreaking that they're asking is there available dates in Oma and these boys would have done probably one of them done Croke Park anyway they were that big as in the band and now they're, they're trying to do gigs in Oma and I was just like fuck because they still have that you know they, they need to they need to be outperforming to get value harping back to that other thing but they also need to be outperforming to get money in to pay the bills because once you start living a certain type of lifestyle you have to keep it up and it's a tough one to keep it up when you know when you're not the top of the hill anymore a lot of people forget that too it's like you once you have that society, it's like hard to go from driving a Lamborghini back to a Fiat Panda. Like it was tough for me, even egotistically, to go from driving the Raptor back to like driving my mum's car or a smaller car. Like it was, it was a challenge, but I actually really liked it because I was like, once I do that, I was like, you know, fuck what people think. I think whenever you allow them sort of other people's decisions or perception of you to control what you do, it really does show that you're at the will of other people and what they define as your self-worth. And for me, that is probably the one of the worst places you can be in. That's what people really do. They won't admit that, like, I know a young fellow who was struggling to sell his car because he was like, oh, but, you know, people will not think I'm doing as well. And I was like, the main reason that's underlying for you is because you want you want females to see you're doing well because you're single. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, that's attracting the wrong person into your life anyway. That's not a mature person. And as you, as you age to, the, you want somebody who's emotionally evolving and that sort of character, isn't it? If somebody's going out with you for the sake of a car or what you're wearing, they're 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 honestly a moron, and you're probably better off with them. To be fucking quite honest, oh, it's, I, it's, it's a really club thing. It's like, like me going out with a girl because she wears a Prada handbag. Like, do you know what I mean? That makes fuck all sense. But people think that that matters now. Uh, I think overall, it's one of these things where you want to just get caught up into like your own thought process and what matters for you. I think we'll we'll call it there. Like, don't let somebody else define your your self worth, your self value. Don't get caught up in over not overspent but just over committing to too many things and i think focus on just enjoyment throughout like don't don't apply extra pressure you're like you'll have enough and it'll come in times and i think the less pressure you have the more fun you have like we appreciate all the, the likes the shares the reviews uh, there is a question and answer thing on spotify now which you yeah. can use and we would really appreciate but even if you shared your story if you find it beneficial but even if you share it with a friend you're like fuck they could benefit from this especially the prior ones like this one's a wee bit different but the prior ones i've absolutely loved mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, and I can't thank you enough for listening. And if Mickey wants that, I can work away. Uh, if we get a hundred shares in this, Tony's going to buy a Lambo. And we, I'll let you throw eggs on it. <laughs> Tony's going to buy a Lambo if we get a hundred shares, hundred story shares, because he would suit a bright green Lambo. <laughs> no, uh, bright, a right. bright pink one, like as as we vape. No chance. Right, right, right. Let's vape this out. And thank you. God love you. <laughs> right, God bless. Love, love you. Bye-bye.